How many did he have? Just the one. Just the one? Come on, Doc. There's a fellow that can't hold his liquor. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Doc Brown. I'm Marty. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship. <laughs> There's no hate. This is the best movie ever. With the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Back to the Future 3. Because we were going to just do the first two and then not give you the third one. <laughs> because fuck you, audience. <laughs> so are we just doing as a thing now? Are we just doing like names from the thing we're watching? I don't know. Don't put me in a box. I'll do what I, I want. Know. It's America. America. It's Hill Valley, 1885. There are no fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the Wild West. Don't call me sure. mad dog. Don't call me mad dog. Um, this my is, mother calls me mad dog. This is the third and final installment of the Back to the Future franchise. Number three, the Wild West one. The one where he goes is where he his moniker is Clint Eastwood. And uh, yeah, so Marty at the end of Back to the Future 2, if you don't remember, don't worry. They will show you at the very beginning. Uh, Marty, uh, first Marty goes back to the future. Marty from movie two doesn't go back to the future, comes back from the future. And then Doc and gets a letter from Doc Brown in 1885 after the DeLorean got stuck with lightning at the end of two. That sent the, the the doc to 1885, which needed to use 1955 Doc Brown to find the time machine for which 18, 1885 Doc Brown had hidden in a mine to repair it with enough parts that wouldn't be available till 1947 and then be sent back to the to the future. Don't come get him. The but yeah, they wanted to send the they wanted to send he wanted to send Marty back to the present. Right. Which Not is the future. the future. Back to the present. <laughs> back to the present future. Yes. <laughs> but now we go to the past past. However, the before times. Yeah, and Doc says, don't come back for me. Don't come back for me. It's all so cool. Marty man, don't worry about it. immediately goes back for him. So Marty and Doc <laughs> Brown in 1955 find a gravestone of Emmett Brown that was, he said he died like a week after the letter he wrote. Great so of course, Scott. Marty goes back to save him. And he goes back to 18, 1885, excuse me. And he, it's the Wild West. What, what more do you want? Back to the Future and the Wild West. Um, Biff's ancestor, he runs into his ancestors, which I have a question about this. He runs into his direct paternal ancestors, so his father's family, because they're the McFlies. Yes. Why does his great great grandmother look exactly like his mom because people have a tendency to date people and marry people who are kind of like their parents you what it's true yeah men tend to go after people who are like their mothers and women tend to go after people who are like their fathers right, but that that has nothing to do with what i said yeah it does because each generation just keeps going after the same type of woman is what i'm saying wow the most conjecture and the least supported I think you've ever said on this podcast, but right. okay. The family moving has on. a type. All the men in the family have a type. Okay. How it is moving in my on. family. Uh, I, I thought it was an interesting question with not a clear answer. I don't think your answer satisfies it, but we're moving on. It doesn't satisfy you. You never satisfy me. Gross. Moving <laughs> on. 
So he runs into his ancestors, and he, he holds his great-grandfather in his, hand, in his arms, and then he goes into the town where he's looking for the blacksmith because Doc Brown has been set up. Imagine dropping your great-grandfather on his head. I can imagine it. Could I live with the consequences? Literally, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You'd be really stupid. Er. Yeah, because that's passed down genetically. Can be. <laughs> Skull damage. Well, if you're a total narnar, then you're not gonna. <laughs> if you're a total narnar, you're probably not gonna knock anyone up. Or if you Holy are, it might shit. be someone on a lower level. I just watched a movie There's on so eugenics. much wrong with what you just said, both morally and reality. I just watched this whole show on this documentary in eugenics, and it was all fucky. So got some weird ideas. <laughs> in any case, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> he goes right. into town and he pisses off Biff's ancestor. Mad Dog, Mad who Dog is Tate. supposed to be the one who shoots Doc Brown in a few days. Um, matter of $70. Yeah, and Marty's not in the past for more than like fifth, like maybe a day, but like the, in the morning, 15 minutes, and he's already being hanged by a Western villain. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> Literally getting hanged, and it's Doc Brown who comes in and saves him. He shoots the Technically rope. Technically, he's being lynched. Hanged implies a jury. Correct. He gets lynched. Yes. <laughs> He gets lynched. He he would die. Given nothing else, he would be dead. It's fucking ridiculous. And Doc Brown would just happen to be right there, so it was good. And he had his super awesome rifle. And apparently, everybody from eighteen, everybody from nineteen eighty five is just as good with guns as people in eighteen eighty five. Apparently, because uh, Doc has been using a revolver since nineteen fifty five. He shoots back at the the Palestinians or whatever with it. The Iranians, oh, or yeah. the Libyans. Libyan separatists. Oh yeah, he's got a peacemaker separatists. in all three movies. What are they from Star Star Wars? Yeah, Newt Gunray <laughs> and the Palestinians. <laughs> uh, no, he uses a peacemaker in all three movies. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I I watched for it on the rewatch. Okay, well, Doc Brown, I get Marty, I don't. The arcade machine, a real a real shooter, does not make. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna say, it's not the last Starfighter, which we should totally do that movie. Um, um. So uh, they figure out what they need to do to get back to. Well, actually, Marty got shot by an Indian's arrow in the beginning, and it drained the fuel tank. Which I thought earlier on, Doc said, uh, <laughs> said the DeLorean ran on electricity. But I guess you told me that was not true. No, what he says when right before the Libyans get them, he said, "Why'd you pick a DeLorean?" And he's like, "Well, if you're gonna go back in style in time, why not do it in style? And the aluminum body helps with the electric currents when you're navigating time." Or whatever. Right. What I'm That's talking what about is when about Marty, when, when he goes, hey, he runs up plutonium, Marty goes, this thing's nuclear? He goes, no, Marty, the car's electric. No. Who well, that? If, you, if you saw the movie, let us know which one's true, because I can't find the line right now, and I don't have, I'm not having the patience to go back to the Netflix one and find it. I was going on YouTube. Anyway. Know. Okay. <laughs> um, and Doc, uh, on his tombstone in the fu- in 1955 future, said that he was buried by his beloved Clara, which Marty assumed he had a girlfriend, but Doc had never heard of her before. But turns out she was the new school teacher coming into town, Clara Clayton. Clara. And Clara, Clara, same fucking thing. Not really, but go ahead. Tomato, tomato. Literally, the same thing. <laughs> Who says tomato, though? No one fucking says that. Half of English speakers say that. The weird ones. Anyway, um, I don't, but ha- anyway. Um... <laughs> I don't know a single person who says tomato. take over the plot. You're throwing me too. You're throwing me off the rails. Ironically. <laughs> All right. So well, Clara was gonna shoot. Clara. They, they end up. 
Clara, they end finding finding Clara as her horses are like running out of out of control, and she's about to go out into a cliff and die. But Doc saves her, and that canyon Doc was was, was going to be Doc renamed. Was destined to transport Clara, the new school teacher. Had he not met with Michael, had he not met with Marty, he was supposed to transport her. That's when right. he would have fallen in love with her in that timeline. However, he chooses to never meet her. Therefore, he can never fall in love with her. Therefore, she cannot pay for his tombstone. But she almost flies off a cliff, which yeah. is Clara, or it's um, Clara. What's her Clayton, last name? Clayton, Clayton. It's Clayton Ravine. Ravine. Yeah, whatever it is, because yeah. they had the school teacher. the The story of the school teacher, Miss Clayton, who fell in, yeah. but he Marty saves her. But also, that makes no sense because if she died there, then she wouldn't have met Doc. So it's still. Well, a paradox I'm thinking there. she died after. He died. Maybe she threw herself in there after Doc died. Maybe. Yeah. Also, Maybe. later on, oh, that becomes, that's dark. That's dark. Yeah. And I like it. Later on, it becomes Eastwood Ravine. I don't know if you noticed. I was wondering. I didn't. I, I could. I yeah. was. Li- I was looking for what it was called. I didn't see yeah. the sign when, when they I, roll I'm back sure into the future. Yeah. When it rolls back in 85. You Eastwood, see it says Eastwood that's Ravine. That's cool. I, I was yeah. looking for that, but I missed it. So he um, saves Clara, decides not to fall in love with her, promptly falls in love with her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he falls in love at first sight, something he never thought he'd be able to do. Yeah. They need um, to get okay. So the flux capacitor is still able to be powered. Yeah. What they can't do is get the freaking thing up to the 88 Lord, miles an hour. 88 miles an hour. Yeah. So they decide they're going to jack a fucking train. A local fucking motive, y'all. Yeah. It's the fastest thing they can find, and they're going to shoot that son of a bitch across an unfinished bridge over Clayton Gorge slash Eastwood Gorge, <laughs> and the train tracks will exist in the future, and they will not have shifted an inch somehow. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally, Marty. Not, exactly. But somehow I still think that over time they would have sunk or leaned left or leaned right over 100 Well, years. I was Apparently thinking not. at the very end when the train collapses and explodes, I'm like, well, that's going to change how the bridge is. They can't yeah, build true. it They're not going to build it over top of that thing. Yeah. But apparently not. Um, you know what I bet happens? I bet Doc goes back to the instant after with some future tech and cleans it all up. Yeah, we'll get into some of those theories. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. So, so Marty pisses off Biff's ancestor – at the festival of the clock tower, which so there we've now seen the clock tower from its very beginning to its very end, yep. um, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, he pisses Biff. I'm gonna call him. He's he's Mad Dog. Call Mad him Mad Dog. Dog. And um, you know pisses him off, and he challenges him to uh, you know pistols at dawn, but two days from he- from then. I do my killing before breakfast. Well, I, I do, do my killing after. after breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Marty thinks they're going to be long gone by the time the duel is because it's eight o'clock when the train they're going to need to hijack is coming into town. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, then uh, Doc goes to Clara to say goodbye, but she says, "Why are you leaving? Just tell me the truth." And he tells her the truth, but she thinks he's fucking with her and gets angry. Then he fans of Jules Verne, which was written ten years before. Yeah, <laughs> well, that book was pu- that book was published ten years before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to crawl up in her petticoat the whole time. Yeah. Actually, no, he did fuck her in the movie. Yeah, Remember? He shows back up with Clara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he shows up with his two kids at the end, and they're like years old. So Doc took years to revisit Marty. <laughs> yeah, I probably would too. Um, <laughs> fuck him, but that'd be fine. long story short, I guess, um, you know, uh, similar to when Doc got shot by the Libyans, he had a metal plate on his chest. Also, Marty... If you rewatch, if you remember in Back to the Future 2, when they are in Biff's um, future, uh, the casino, he's watching a Clint Eastwood movie where Clint Eastwood pulls the same move. Yeah. He has a cast iron yeah. pot. And a cast iron uh, stove door yeah. as so a bulletproof vest. If 2015 Biff could have gone back and warned old uh, Mad Dog 
about that trick that's if you would funny. have. No, that's they specifically put that part in there. They put that scene of that Clint Eastwood movie in. I never noticed so he'd until think this of it. I never knew that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's where he um, saw it. So Biff, uh, or Mad Dog shoots him in the shootout, uh, but the, he gets the bullet gets stopped, and then Marty beats the fuck out of him and puts him into a cart of manure, where that then the, where then a, a state marshal comes and arrests him and his crew. Marshal Strickland. Mm-hmm. Well, is... no, Marshal Strickland was the one earlier. This one was not. Oh, yeah, yeah, Strickland. yeah. Marshal Strickland. Kept yeah, there were two marshals in this one, which is weird. Uh, no, there's a marshal and a sheriff. The sheriff's out of town the whole time. The marshal. Marshal? Is... No, the marshal, when Biff is go checking in his guns, that's a oh, marshal. Okay, then there's a town marshal and a federal marshal. Yeah, state marshal, whatever, yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, they California get the- California state yet, I don't think. They get the train up to 88 miles an hour, but Clara hears the story of Emmett's like, love heartbreak for her, so she, f- she r- runs after him. and the barbed wire she's, salesman. She's supposed to be dead in this timeline anyway, so effectively this is kind of fixing the mistake exactly. that Doc yeah. made. Uh, and then he mm-hmm. saves her with the hoverboard because she's falling off the train. Marty gets back to 1985. Uh, a train smashes into the time machine, destroying it. Jennifer becomes relevant again yeah. somehow. Jennifer becomes relevant because he goes back to Jennifer, and he's back in the good 1985, the one where his parents are on top and Biff's the one a that he manipulated head. to be good for him. The yes. one he manipulated to profit. Yes. Yes. Uh, he like finds Jennifer Ferengi. still asleep on the bench, as Doc said. The time fixed around her, and she. Has no worse for wear, thankfully. Even I guess Doc totally was right. Said, I'm not really sure if it'll work, but I think it's fine. Don't worry yeah, about it. Don't think like, about it, yeah, Whatever. So it's just lucky that it worked out the way Doc said it would, or She'll we think it does. Fine. It may be slightly different. Marty still has a sick ass Jeep, or, or uh, it's like a Bronco, isn't it? At least she didn't change uh, actresses again. So yeah, no, right. <laughs> and uh, which would have been kind of funny if they did. That would um, be. I think it is a Bronco, yeah. But or uh, a blazer. Which is a, it's a sick truck. Two. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Needles challenges him to a race, and instead of doing the race this time, he backs up really quickly and and sees that he would have smashed right into a Rolls Royce, kind of like ruining his life to that weird future that he'd had. Yes, where he's um, kind of useless. And Jennifer had brought back the facts from 2015, which is an ironic statement that said yes. you're fired. There's and faxes in every away. room in 2015. Yeah. I was like, and I then, haven't used the facts in years. Yeah, and then lastly, Marty shows Jennifer the the ruins of the time machine because he ends up admitting to her, no, that was real. And then Doc comes in on this new time machine he made out of a fucking train, which is sick as shit. So and I want to oh, see... that's what happened to the train parts. Was it the same train? I guess it was. Yeah. Why would you steal another train? Well, that's I mean, true. I guess because it's hard to lift. Because it got up, exploded. <laughs> he, he made a thing that made ice in the 1880s, so he could probably lift the train. That wasn't that hard. They had ice in the 1880s. They did not make ice in the 1880s. They that's cut true. ice. They, yeah, that's transport. true. They cut it. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. They didn't have commercial. You're right. You're right. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then Doc shows that he ended up marrying Clara, and he has two kids, both of which are kind of creepy looking. Oh, absolutely. And, Terrifying little bastards. Yeah, and all's they, well apparently that ends he is well. now Doctor Who as a family because they I guess they're just time traveling yeah. family. All's well that ends well. Yeah, probably. And uh, and I'll say it's a great ending to a fucking fantastic trilogy. It's one solid long movie in my eyes. I like to watch as one. Yeah. So sit down for six hours of Back to the Future. Yep. And there's your plot. Great Scott. All right. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Mary Steenberger plays Clara Clayton. She's only in this one. She's Nancy Huff from Step Brothers. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah fine. Will Ferrell's mom. <laughs> Uh, she's in Orange is the New Black, Justified, Robot Chicken, and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And we never went over Strickland, I don't think. Uh, no, so I don't think James, we did. 
James Tolkien, not Tolkien, uh, plays Strickland in all three movies. He's in War Games. He's Stringer from Top Gun. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I want some butts. <laughs> uh, he's in Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie. He's in uh, that movie Bone Tomahawk that's on Netflix that I haven't seen yet. Never heard he's of it. in one of the Underworld movies, The Wonder Years, Tales from the Crypt, Fresh Prince, The Amityville Horror, and Serpico. Damn. He's a legit actor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so Clint Eastwood was asked for permission to use his name uh, in the movie, and he totally was into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, after Reagan said it was cool, then I can't imagine Clint Eastwood turning it down. I'm surprised Clint Eastwood didn't become president afterwards. Uh, he's a mayor. Hmm. I think he has his own town in California somewhere. All right. So when Doc and Marty are at the drive-in, getting the uh, DeLorean ready, Marty says, Clint who? Or Doc says, Clint who? When he's, Marty's talking to him. Yeah. In the shot, there's a movie poster on the drive-in for a movie called Revenge of the Creature and Tarantula. Those are the first two movies Clint Eastwood was in. That's why he points at them and says, that's right, you haven't heard of him yet. Ah, that's cool. Literally his first two movies. When Mad Dog tried to lynch Marty, Michael J. Fox was accidentally hanged for a little while. <laughs> he was unconscious. Oh, my God. He talked about that in his autobiography. It came out in 2002. All right. Thomas F. Wilson. Who time I Mad died filming a movie. Yeah. Thomas Wilson, who plays Buford Tannen. Buford's his name. Uh, performed all his horse riding stunts himself, and he lassoed Marty. <laughs> actual Marty? Or like actual yes. uh, Michael J. Fox? or Well, whoever played Marty in that yeah, scene. I was actor. Double. Yeah. All right. So according to Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, who is the band in this movie. Yes, that's the best fact. Uh, he talks about how he's hanging around the set, just hanging around the set. And they were like, do you want to be in the, t uh, the movie? And he's like, yeah. So <laughs> while they were filming a take, the camera broke. So while they're waiting on him to fix the camera, Michael Fox was like, hey, play. Hey, good looking. And they did. And after that, everyone kept requesting songs. Two hours later, someone was like, is the camera done? And Robert Zemeckis is like, yeah, we've had that fixed for a while. We just didn't want to stop the party. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. So when Marty throws a Frisbee pie plate, that's a reference yeah. to huh. Far Out. It was right the in front people, of him. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, people from Yale started that. They started throwing camp um, Frisbees around, Frisbee pie plates. Interesting. Yep. In the first scene of the movie where Marty goes back to the future in the time machine uh, and you see the bolt of lightning strike, that yeah. scene is in all three movies. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. In 1885, uh, the reason they shot an 1885 movie is because Michael Fox said he wanted to do a Western. So they kind of just formed it around him. It's Michael J. Fox. That's like his name. Okay. That's his SAG name. We already went over that. <laughs> All right. When Ronald Reagan was approached to be Mayor Hubert for the movie, he turned it down reluctantly. Yeah. And uh, if he had been in the movie, it would have been his first movie in 30 years. Oh, that would have been so cool. But he was president at the time, right? No, this was after. His I president. think it was right after. Yeah. 90s was George Sen uh, George Sr., yeah. That would have been so fucking cool. That would have right? brought this movie to extra legendary levels. Yeah, it would have been even better. All right, so the three old-timers in the saloon are played by Dub Taylor, Pat Buttram, and Harry Carey Jr., who played <laughs> sidekicks, town drunks, and colorful town folk in hundreds of movies. Like People Western. all around will know that Clint Acewood is the biggest yellow-bellied coward this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> yep, accurate. <laughs> but they played, uh, you know, drunks in every movie, like all sorts of movies. That's awesome. The drive-in theater that was made for this movie was constructed specifically for the movie, and it never had a single movie film there, screened there. So it wasn't really a movie theater. It was just a set. Yes. 
a functional right. set. <laughs> so Clara Clayton is a reference to Clara Clemens, Samuel Clemens' daughter, who's Mark Twain. Oh, I knew Samuel Clara. Clemens. Clara went on a sleigh ride with her future husband, Ossip. His name's Ossip, and it's spelled G-A-B-R-I-L-O-W-I-T-S-C-H. Okay. I'm not going to try it. Anyway, the top of the hill, there's a 50-foot drop, the sleigh overturned, threw Clara out. Uh, this Ossip dude leaped out and caught the horse by the head, stopping it right when it's about to fall over the bank with her attached to it. Damn. Yeah. So that whole story is, is inspired by... So that's actually a double weird reference because... Not only is it a reference to the whole thing of her flying into the ravine, but uh, Mark Twain wrote uh, A Yankee in King Arthur's Court, which is a time travel novel. Oh, son of a bitch. That's not bad. I like it. All right. So Michael J. Fox talks about being in the movies. He says he's basically went back to school because in all three of the movies, they had to teach him something new. So when mm. they filmed the trilogy, he learned how to play guitar, ride a horse, and shoot a gun. Which are like three of your manhood tenants, I think. Yeah, the, that's 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 how you earn your man card. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in the first movie, Doc tells Marty that he was inspired to make the flux capacitor after hitting his head uh, on the sink after trying to hang a clock over his toilet. Mm-hmm. If you watch this one, Doc freaks out after seeing Marty in the house, and he runs in his bathroom, and you can see the clock over the toilet. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the name on the manure truck in 1885 is A. Jones. In, in 1985, the back of the uh, manure truck, the or 1955, is D. Jones. So the same so, family's been selling manure for like The same years. family's been selling the same shit for 100 years. Oh, there's more of that. <laughs> All right, so in the movie, uh, bah, 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 this is the only part, this is the only movie where they exchange uh, catchphrases, Doc and Marty. Yeah, Marty says, I noticed that. Scott, and Doc says, yeah, this is heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so the saloon in 1885 Hill Valley is the same place in the town that Lou's Cafe is in the 1955 version and the gym in 1985 and the Cafe 80s in 2015. Well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't think that's how history works, but yeah. (laughs) It just was a hot fucking spot, man. (laughs) All right, so a horse dealership in 1885 is owned by the Statlers. In 1985... Um, yeah, in 1985, there's an ad for Statler Toyota. In 1955, there's a Statler Motors Studebaker in front of the town theater. Huh. Yeah. So the same people have been selling means of conveyance for 130 years. <laughs> Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis figured that in this movie, they had pretty much already done all they could with Marty's family, so they shifted the focus to Martin to Doc Brown. Yeah. Now, I think that was a smart move, actually. So the town they filmed this in was called Chinese Camp, Florida, or Chinese Camp, California, my bad. Chinese and Camp or Camp? Chinese Camp. Oh, wow. And in an eerie uh, coincidence, it was destroyed by lightning in 1996. Dun, dun, dun. They knew. They knew. All right. So this movie is the only time where Doc Brown actually speaks with anyone from the Tannen family. He actually interacted with Biff in the alternate 1985 when he knocked him off the roof. But this is the first time he's ever spoken to a tannin. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, he talks to Jennifer directly. At That's the very true. end. Just for a little while, though. Well, she talks to him. Like, somebody yeah. else talks to Doc Brown. <laughs> uh, so, Clara can actually be seen behind uh, Marty and Doc when they're looking at the map at the train station, if you look really hard. That's getting off the cool. train. If you start this movie, after the lightning rod is hit in 1955, at the end of the second movie, it will play seamlessly to the new to the third part. Oh, as if that scene is exactly the same? Mm-hmm. 
that's like seamlessly, which is the next we have to watch it. Actually, that's I guess. fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, before the clock at the courthouse is set for eight at the eight o'clock start time, you can see it in the background. It's set at ten o four, which is the time that it's destined to stop in the future. And it's struck by lightning. Yeah, at ten o four. Oh, that's when they leave. Huh? That's that's when they finally get out into eighteen eighty five. Before they set it up for the eight o'clock thing, when you first see it, it's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. In nineteen seventy six, Matt Clark played Kelly the bartender in the outlaw Jez- Josie Wales. He serves Josie Wales in a bar. He plays Chester the bartender serving Clint Eastwood in this one. <laughs> we got the same bartender to serve Clint Eastwood. It's pretty cool. Michael Winslow, who plays Jones in the Police Academy movies, actually did all the sound effects for Michael J. Fox's feet during the breakdancing scene. Oh my god. All right, did you catch the Von Braun reference when Dr. Yes, Brown was I talking did. about his... Yeah, I yeah. did. I was like, he's related to Von Braun? Yeah, Werner Von Braun was uh, one of Germany's leading rocket scientists who uh, later on helped with the NASA program. The father of modern rocketry and who, of, if he was alive today, would be charged for war crimes. Yeah, he killed a lot of British that people. That Von Braun? Yeah, he killed a lot of British people. He killed a lot he of invented, Jews. He didn't kill any Jews. He invented um, the V2 rocket. Moving on. <laughs> he didn't. I'm not saying moving the Nazis on. didn't. Moving on. I'm not moving on. He invented the V2 rocket that killed a bunch of British people. Yeah, he also ran a uh, he was he was in charge of a factory in World War II in Germany that was that was staffed by Holocaust victims and he would hang the slowest Jew every week. Ah, did not know that. Not what I was ever a fan of his anyway, so whatever. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's 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 a dated reference. Yeah. All right, so in some shots, uh, when Marty's being dragged by the horse, he's actually being dragged by a go-kart that also played uh, Benny the Cab in Who Framed Roger the Rabbit. <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The, sa- the same go-kart. <laughs> yep. All right, so in the 1880s, the fastest locomotive there ever was only went 42 mile, 45 miles an hour. I figured so they as they essentially much. had to double the speed of the fastest steam engine ever yeah. <laughs> at the time. On its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people used to think when you hit 65 miles an hour, you would spontaneously combust. It's true. I've seen it. <laughs> so so think about this. If Marty had actually killed Mad Dog Tannen, would then Biff, Biff ever been? Yeah, no, I thought of that. Well, we don't know. He might have had a kid before this, but probably, probably not. not. So they probably couldn't have killed him. In that instance, I well, guess he may have raped a handful of women beforehand. He may have a few bastards around. I bet you he did. But they wouldn't carry the Tannen name, probably. Correct. So he'd be Biff something else. Yeah. Okay, so the person... Okay, who has actually... I'm going to quiz you on this. Which person has traveled the farthest into the future? That would be Doc, right? Wrong. Clara. Clara goes from 1885 oh, to I whenever, 2015 saying. or whatever. Does she get to go to 2015? Oh, I see. Who's traveled the most? Of, I see what you're saying. She's traveled the farthest from where she started. Well, technically, to Doc also started from there. He's done it all, too, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Now, what? Who traveled the farthest to the past? What? What item went farthest from whatever to the past? Oh, that would be the hoverboard. Yeah, that's good. It traveled 130 years, <laughs> one awesome. month and 19 days, and both of those days were actually a Wednesday. <laughs> that's Funny pretty enough. cool. All right, the Colt salesman tells Marty that the shooting game's so easy a baby can do it. And Back to the Future 2, the kids in the 80s cafe say that it's like a baby's toy. Yep. The bandana that Doc Brown is wearing is actually made from the shirt that he wore in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> Damn. 
The location of 1885 Hill Valley is the same place that Clint Eastwood's Pale Rider was filmed in 1985. Ironically, that film was knocked out of the number one box office slot by Back to the Future. By this movie? (laughs) By Back to the Future 1. (laughs) Right, right. All right. And the DeLorean makes its longest single leap through time in this movie. It's 100 years, one month, and 20 days from September 1885 to October 1985. And those are your fun facts. (laughs) Kind of spit them out real quick, so we'll come back in a minute. So, here's a theory on how Doc Brown made the time train. (laughs) The time train. (laughs) And basically the theory goes to Doc Brown's completely unethical, which is probably true anyway. So, all he had to fucking do was leave a Western Union thing for himself in 1985. After Marty's left, and after he's not dead... He's uh-huh. like, hey, send just fucking send the shit back to me <laughs> so I can make this time train and we can keep this party going. So that other means that so what you're saying is there's a that Doc told his time his self before building the DeLorean to build the train. And so he got a Western Union thing right after um, 1985 was normal again. Right. OK. Yeah. Why? OK. Well, why? Um, interesting. OK, I see. Weird. Yeah. yeah. All he has to do is leave a Western Union thing. I don't think, I think it, when he said it's powered by steam, Mor- Marty, I almost called him Morty. Um, I think that was a, that was a reference to saying, look, I built it. It's steampunk. Yeah. But if future him helped him build it, he still built it. How would future him help him build it? He's got to get some certain components back. So he mails a time letter to himself, a letter to himself in 1985 to be opened after Marty's return from the past around the time he was in the future, having the hover conversion done. So he oh, sent it to the hover conversion done. He sent it to 2015. Doc. Oh, yeah, because alleged. I mean, I'm sure oh. the Western Union is probably still around. So then that future doc, before he goes back in the end of Back to the Future 2 to fix that timeline, has already dropped off stuff in 1885. So Doc must age a whole. F- Either Doc doesn't age because he looks exactly the same in the whole movie, <laughs> or. Doc aged another like ten years more than what we see because he he, he aged kid a lot, was, like, but ten had, years old. He aged a lot, but he had age regression surgery. Oh man, that's right. So in 2015, but it looks exactly before the he same. goes back before he goes back from Marty, he could have dropped off a whole bunch of supplies in a cave. Damn, he probably, mine, yeah. his, he probably never met with his future self. I'm sure old. No, him, no, I know what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Said, like, it, like, like travel back in time. Yeah. Go to this. Go cave, to 1885 here, and then go and go put away. These things in this cave at this place, and I Damn. will get them. Damn. Yeah, that's all he has to do is leave uh, no. And he has, all he has to do is promise himself because that is his past self. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, don't worry, you're going to be in love with a woman, and this is yeah. why you're doing it. So he probably did all that, and then just lived out his normal life with Clara and died in obscurity. Damn. And then knew that he was actually going to not die in the future. I wonder. I wonder if he. Uh, does, I don't know. That's well, weird. so. He does that, but Mad Dog Tannis still shoots him. So it still has to have Marty come back and save him in order for this to be part of the plan of the future. So unless Marty saves him, he can't come back to the future to save himself. Paradox. It's a closed loop paradox. It's fucked. Damn. Yeah. Damn. All right. So get this shit. The Hill Valley Preservation Society could be time travelers protecting the time time continuum. Whoa. So the only reason he knows right when the lightning is going to strike in the first movie is because they hand him a thing that says lightning struck this tower at this time. 
What? They save the tower. Fuck. I know. It's so Star Trek. And even in 1985, I'm sorry, in 2015, 2015 one of them approaches him and just hands him some exposition. Uh-huh. Fuck. He's setting him up. So now the question is, are these good guys? Are these bad guys from one reality? Or are that they neutral to- parties? Yeah. They could just be some time police. That- like in Rick and Morty. The yeah, fourth like, dimensional time worms. Or like the Federation, just going in to protect warp, whatever, or protecting Damn. um or, or like yeah, 31. like an enterprise, the uh like the future time yeah. fixer yeah. whatever. Yeah. Section thirty one, making sure you don't fuck up the timeline yeah, or whatever. Not quite section thirty one, but it could be, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, so there's no telling. Are they good, bad, and neutral? We don't know. But Damn. they could be preserving the timeline because literally you could not have gotten over that first time. They are literally back. the deus ex machina of this. Like yeah, they you are the god from the machine back. that makes this happen. Yeah, you would never get back to 1985 correctly without the uh, without knowing exactly that the lightning bolt strikes at 10:04 on ni- on this date on 1955, which you wouldn't think have about, known. Think about it's called Damn. the Hill Valley Preservation Society. So they're preserving- literally they're preserving it in time. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another thing. Uh, Full disclosure, I got this from online, and one of the comments said, let's all remember that Marty was clock-blocked. Oh my Get God. it? I didn't make that one up. That's good, though. Clock-blocked by the donation lady when he's about to kiss Jennifer in front of her dad. So they're trying to keep dad from getting mad and breaking them up because yeah. that's part of the timeline, too. They have to get Damn. married. So, Damn. like, they could be pulling double duty there. Ah, double duty and clock-blocking. There you go. <laughs> Those are my theories. What do you got? Damn, dude, those are that that those are good <laughs> ones to end us off. You know, of the of the trilogy here. That's okay. that's phenomenal. Tell me uh, your favorite part of Back to the Future, any of them or three. I'm gonna stick with three. I I love in general the Western vibe, but um, I like the fact that ZZ Top is the fucking band. Oh yeah, that is pretty sick. Not and then it's lie. like a, it's like a nice big part of the movie, and they it's like the music is awesome. <laughs> I downloaded the song. <laughs> not gonna lie i like it Doc was like oh it's a good song i was like yeah you know it's got a beat and you can dance to it <laughs> yeah i like that this movie's doc brown heavy man i'm honestly a little sick of marty at this point i agree like i said earlier that was a good decision they made yeah and honestly i know michael j fox can't return he's not gonna be able to act in a fourth movie right doc brown christopher lloyd's still alive i wouldn't mind seeing him do something maybe pass the mantle on to another time traveler <laughs> i don't know phenomenal Right? His, his son Jules or Vern. <laughs> yeah, you could put anyone in that role, dude. You could make like a an American Doctor Who with that character in a canonical timeline. Yeah, totally good. With this time put them train. in alternate 2015, which is our regular 2015, and then go back and explain how it's different and why. <laughs> Although, on the other hand, I don't want anyone to touch this movie ever because I love it. So I leave agree. me alone. I agree. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave time. Leave it alone. I don't know. Uh, I was about to say time cop, but I didn't mean to say that. That was really lame. What's your least favorite part of Back to the Future 3? Uh, Watching it with you. No. um, You didn't watch it with me, so fuck yourself. Well, figuratively. um, Least favorite part of this one. Um, I don't know. Again, the whole whole logic I fault of his of his great great grandmother looking exactly like his mom. That was just, that was cute, but it was like everything else in this movie is so well thought out. Um, uh, I don't know. That's a dumb thing to pick. I think the whole Biff, you know, Buford Tannen shooting a guy over 80 bucks and, um, it just all seemed contrived. I don't know. It seemed like everything. I don't know. 
I don't know. No, I have a Actually, similar complaint, I'm, but I love. Obviously, I'm grasping at straws because yeah, this is the part you're movie. bitching about. I don't have a problem with, but I have a similar contrived complaint. Is that um, Doc is pretty much like a god. Like he's super smart. He does everything perfectly, yeah. unless you throw a woman in the mix. Like like a Greek god. Yeah. So he um pretty much made Marty fight in that duel. Because he didn't he got make drunk. Marty. Oh, actually, it was no, his he fault. Did. He's the one who decided he to get drunk. Him to. When he took one shot of whiskey and almost died. Knowing he couldn't do it. Like, yeah. knowing what happens when he, he literally takes a shot stood of there talking shit for eight hours holding I love a how glass he talks. I love how he told everyone in that, in that saloon about the future. Yeah. Just told them all about it. Because a woman broke him. And that's <laughs> the fatal flaw. And actually, so nothing would have happened like that if she died. But would he have gotten to the future if she died? Uh, there's so many fucking paradoxes. So many questions. There. Too many questions. But the point is, he was crippled by a woman. He got laid once. We can assume he could be like a Sir Isaac Newton and ne- he could be a lifelong virgin and she ruined him. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she because saved him. Sir Isaac Newton was a lifelong proud virgin and he thought that all his powers essentially came from him being a virgin. I'm not sure I agree with that, but hey. Well, are, did you invent gravity? I was going to say, I didn't invent gravity. Or apples, for that matter. Yeah. I'm pretty, that's what he's famous for, right? He invented the apple? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a similar thing. Maybe he loses all his, his fucking powers. Obviously not, because he builds a fucking time travel train. Uh, unless he invented it in the future. Yeah, because okay. He gave it, we're gonna, we're gonna, future we're gonna, is actually past We're going to shelve that idea, because it doesn't make perfect sense. <laughs> Nothing really makes perfect sense in these. Nothing so. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Back to the Future Part That three. is Back to the Future. Enjoy Go it. Go watch it, nerds. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. If you like what you heard, go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcasts. And tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. And we want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. We'll see you guys next week. Whiskey? Emmett, are you sure? You remember what happened to you on the 4th of July? (laughs) 